the ASCO Leaders Reading Podcast with Jeff Barton. My name is Phil Jones. I'm the National Chair of the National Association for Pastoral Care and Education. And we're here at our Pastoral Leaders Conference today, Phil, here in Birmingham. Just tell us a bit about the association, because it's been around a long time, and its origins were in a time not so different from some of the things we're talking about now. Yeah, the, uh, the association was formed 41 years ago um, by a group of leading educationalists, including uh, Michael Marland, who uh, was one of the founders of um, NAPSI, as it's affectionately known. Um, and he and other educationalists at the time thought that uh, there was uh, perhaps too much emphasis on uh, um, examination results um, and outcomes and not enough focus on developing people as human beings. And uh, we're here on what is, I hope, in theory, a landmark day, because what you've got is an education select committee saying that the idea that you can take something as complex as a school and reduce it to a, a single phrase, those days need to go. And we as an organisation have been fighting on behalf of the forgotten third, saying what does it feel like as a young person after 11 years of being taught by your primary teachers, early years teachers, secondary teachers, and you are then told you've got a grade three, which is not a standard pass. So this idea of an emphasis on the whole child is definitely something which has come back to us. Um, the book is essentially saying, so what does that mean in this yeah. stage of the 21st century? Do you want to give us a flavour of some of the themes of it? Yeah, I, I, I think what the book's doing is um, arguing the case that there's a need for a, um, a rethink, uh, a, a relaunch of uh, what education is about really what the purpose of education is um, and what pastoral care can contribute towards that and uh, through the different contributors in the book it uh, it makes the case that uh, I think one that actually pastoral care is a very complex area uh, that has very m many different dimensions to it um, and that in fact um, uh, staff who work in pastoral roles face daily different challenges, different uh, uh, things like a new pandemic comes along. You know, that's the sort of challenge that suddenly everybody needs the pastoral structures. They need the pastoral systems for the school to be able to cope. So the book is very much around that, about a rethink and about um, focus really on what is the purpose of education from children and young people's point of view. What do they want from education? Um, schools are very much put under pressure to get results and to be accountable. Um, um, and I think we understand that. But the book is sort of trying to change the focus a little bit more as to what the children and young people want from their learning experience. I think it's totally right. And one of the things, actually, that Amanda Spielman, when she was chief inspector, said just before she finished is that something has changed around the social contract between parents and schools. And therefore, you know, if I was a head of year or a head of house or a tutor... I could pretty much, with most parents, depend on the fact that they would be supportive. In, in, in most cases, something has changed there. And the attitude of young people, without denigrating them, without describing them as the victims of all of this, something there has changed as well, hasn't it? And they're living in a world where their validation comes from social media as much as interaction with other people. And the book talks about things like that, doesn't it? It does, very much so. And I, and I think um, we have to recognise that uh, the world is very different to the world when the people who are currently teaching in schools went to school. It, it's a different world now, and uh, we have to accept the fact that it is a digital world, um, and we've got to prepare young people to play a positive part and make a positive contribution to society in that world. I think one of the things which the pandemic uh, raised, and this um, 
comes out of the book as well, was the important role that uh, schools have in the socialisation process uh, and the, the way that schools not only to deliver a, a content for the curriculum, but also help young people develop the skills, the attitudes, the ways of working, the ways of thinking. Um, and my own personal view is that um, pastoral care is needed for all young people. It's not, and the, the argument is made in the book, and I think the argument will come from the conference today as well, that it needs to be a proactive response, not a reactive response, um, that the pastoral systems and structures in the school shouldn't be there just waiting for things to go wrong. They should be making a positive contribution to, yeah, helping young people make sense of their education and their learning experience, but also helping them to prepare for their future lives and their roles in society. I was a deputy head at a comprehensive school for a long time, then a head of a comprehensive for 15 years, and used to always work particularly closely with those pastoral staff. And it felt to me that... It, it was so easy for them to feel that they were on a kind of reactive role all the time. Uh, at, at the end of a phone call or an email from a parent who was berating them for one thing or another. I think what this book tries to do is to bring them centre stage, isn't it? I think it does. It puts them right in the centre uh, and it makes uh, um, people realise who read the book that actually the pastoral role of the school is like, in a way, it's like the safety net. It's there to catch uh, children... Um, and young people when they are in need, when they need something. Um, and that doesn't mean that they're in difficulty, they've got problems, they just might need some support, they might need some guidance. Uh, Michael Marlon was very much focused on the importance of guidance, on helping young people find their way in the world. Um, and I'm sure that the world is far more complicated now, 41 years on, than it was when Michael Marlon was talking. Uh, there are so many uncertainties for young people now and children. And um, I think one of the things which also came out of the uh, COVID experience was the schools actually became the heart of the community. Community. Yeah. They, they began, people began to trust the schools because they, they could get um, good advice, good guidance, good support. I think that's really highlighted that important role that schools have at the heart of our communities, at the heart of society. Um, and that's what the book is, is really sort of arguing for, a reset, a rethink where pastoral care is valued not just as something that's nice when you can do it but it's actually what creates the positive culture in the school and provides the support the guidance that young people and children need to f uh, fulfill their full potential uh, just a final couple of questions so i've known napsy no known your journal over all of those years some of the names of the contributors to the book therefore richard pring would be one very familiar and then there are new people as well whose names aren't familiar could you give us a, a thumbnail sketch of just some of the authors what do they do what's their background i think that's um, one of the great attractions of the book is that uh, the authors come from all sorts of backgrounds uh, there are some uh, very esteemed um, uh, academics richard pring was would be one um uh, Professor Tucker, um, been involved in NAPSI for a long time, was at uh, New Newland University here in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a strong combination, uh, contribution from the academics. But alongside that, there's also uh, contributions from um, people who are f from authors who are working currently in schools, who are quite early in their career. Uh, there's uh, Julianne Brown, Dr. Julianne Brown, works in an international school, so that gives it a different dimension as well. 
Um, and uh, then there's people like me that have been head teachers and are not academics. Um, I'm the only editor out of the four of them, which isn't a professor, so that's uh, <laughs> quite interesting. But I think what I bring is that experience of having been a head teacher um, and probably also knowing that uh, the reality is is that head teachers are under all sorts of pressures. Uh, but my belief is is that if you put the, the well-being, the mental health, um, the needs of children and young people at the heart of what you do as a school, and that's the most important part of your the values, then you're more likely to be successful. Um, and I think a range of different contributors in the book actually um, offer different perspectives and different ways of looking at that. Beautifully put, Phil. Pa- pastoral care, pastoral education is a a phrase which has been around for a long time, but what the book, I think, does is to reinvent it for a time when, whether it's around gender, whether it's around how I should behave as a boy, whether it's about me as a citizen in a digital age, all of those kind of things, it, it uh, addresses those directly. Just remind us, what's the name of the book and who publishes it? The, the name of the book is Pastoral Care and Education, New Directions for New Times, and it's published by Cambridge Scholars Publishing. Phil Jones, thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Ask Leaders Reading Podcast with Jeff Barton.